It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's another busy weekend in Happy Valley, which means it's another busy recruiting weekend for the Blue White Illustrated staff. He is Ryan Snyder. I am Sean Fitz. We're here with you for a short period on Friday afternoon and uh, it's a busy friday for penn state ryan uh the visitor list looks good uh before we get into that we're going to talk a little news and notes from the week um and uh a few things have popped up in you know in the penn state uh, recruiting realm this weekend it's been a busy four weeks it feels like honestly uh we're getting close to the end here i think penn state i was just side note cool quick i was doing this the other day i think penn state's had recruits on campus every single day but three I think. And like it, maybe we haven't put it out there every day, but there's been like a, you know, smaller recruit or, you know, a potential walk on or something. But since spring practice started, I think they've had at least someone on campus all but like three days, uh, I believe it is. But uh, let's start with Garrett Sexton. I think top four uh, puts it out there the other day. Iowa, Minnesota, Penn State, Oklahoma. So Garrett Sexton isn't a player I think we've talked about uh, a ton. And there's a reason for that. It's, it's because he's kind of blown up pretty quickly. Uh, doing some digging here, 6'7", 245, right? Great. Sounds like a great frame there. I mean, if anything, it could be a little bit bigger. But the more I've dug, he was a quarterback as an underclassman. So a freshman, sophomore year, plays offensive tackle here uh, his junior year. And really everything takes off uh, January, February. You know, of course, now we're into March and April. Narrows his list to four. Just visited Penn State last Thursday. From what I've been digging on, uh, Penn State's certainly in a good position after this visit, and Penn State is very high on Sexton. Love his athleticism. You know, again, if this was a player, I think that would emerge on everyone's scene uh, in the fall. Uh, we would be talking about him, um, maybe not quite in the Kevin Haywood uh, top, top, top tier, uh, but he's not that far off, John. So uh, Oklahoma, Minnesota visits; those are still upcoming. Where uh, where things go from there, uh, I think we'll be able to get a get a better read. Uh, but I believe, Sean, did he tweet out that he's going to commit on May 1st? I think that was part of his tweet. Am I right? I it's early May. And and that's curious because he hasn't visited these other schools yet. So you got to think there's at least something brewing in his mind there, um, especially with Oklahoma. You, you, the, the people that you reach out and talk to um, say that Oklahoma's in the mix, even though they haven't had him on campus. I think it's interesting that he does not have a Wisconsin offer, even though he's been there a few times, most recently, I believe, at the end of March. So I think that there's still questions to be answered in this recruitment. Uh, Wisconsin, I think, will always be prevalent, even if they haven't offered. This is a situation where they maybe will want to get him to work out this spring or get him on campus for camp or something like that. So I think that that's an interesting subplot. Wherever he commits on May 1st, I think the Badgers will still be in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think Penn State is in a solid spot right now, even though there's still some happenings to come here. Like it's it's not one of those situations where we can put in a pick right now and say that's going to be the same, uh, you know, in, in a month from now. So I think that it's a very intriguing situation. You look at Penn State's offensive line board; could be a, a month where Penn State does does well on the offensive line. Um, you know, blue white games coming up and and, and things of that nature. So. Uh, I think that uh, with Sexton, that's a certainly a guy to name, uh, certainly a name that has gotten on the radar quickly, but at the same time is is one to know for Penn State fans, for sure. Okay, next guy, Brady Priestcorn, tight end, 
uh, out of Michigan. Penn State gets Luke Reynolds two weeks ago, right? Okay, Sean and I have been pushing for the longest time. You only need one tight end in this class. This is this is why Sean always tells me don't do those scholarship projections in February uh, because here we are in a situation where uh, – and look, I think we made this clear when Luke committed, but just to, to clarify, uh, Penn State is very much still pushing for Brady Prescorn. They're very much pushing for Caleb Odom as well. Uh, Odom, of course, the, the Georgia tight end who does have an official visit set to Penn State. Uh, but also after setting that is added Alabama and Georgia and some other schools, which kind of makes me think that that one's not, not quite as realistic as it looked maybe six weeks ago. Uh, but Brady Prescoring, we found out, did make it to campus on Monday. Uh, gathering some more information. I, I know he stayed into the evening. I know they had dinner with him. It was very much a personal day. A similar experience to what we saw with Quentin Martin uh, a week before that. From what I got here, Michigan, Penn State seem to be the two schools emerging. And I'm not sure he's going to take all five of his official visits either. Uh, I will note that he doesn't have an official visit set with Penn State yet, but Penn State does expect that to happen. They're just kind of working out some dates. Uh, family has some things they want to figure out uh, and work out for for June uh, before they they say you know specifically yes we can come this day. So uh, we'll see where things emerge there, but uh, looks like Penn State's going to be top two, top three. I think I think I'm trying to remember. I know his brothers at Old Miss now. They were one of the schools. Was it was there was who were the other schools? Sean, do you remember uh, with Brady Prescorn? I just remember Michigan State not in there. So like we we've that talked too. so many times about Prescorn uh, staying close to home, and it seems like it's you know Michigan's on the RPM right now ninety percent. Like and we don't do percentages here, but like I think it's pretty fair to call Michigan the favorite. But yeah, I think he'll, he'll check out some other schools. I agree with you. Probably not going to use all those official visits, but you know he's been to a bunch of places. Been to Michigan five times. Been to Penn State four times. You know there's there's a fam familiarity there where I don't think he's going to feel the need to waste official visits. So mm -hmm. I think that's uh, you know just an interesting subplot there. And a couple things with from Penn State's vantage point. Number one makes you feel better about them taking Luke Reynolds in the sense that, you know, Prescorn was still in play, Odom's still in play, but, you know, they feel good enough to, about Reynolds to take him right now. And number two, I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of your top target wants to visit. You're not going to turn him down. So like, no, don't need two tight ends in this class. Took a couple of tight ends in the last class. So like if your top target is that interested when his perceived favorite is right in his backyard and there's, you know, uh, draws to home and everything like that, it's it screams legitimate interest on his part, which you've been saying for you know months now. Mm -hmm. Just to clarify, those he did do a top eight. That was in it was in March. Ole Miss, Penn State, Michigan, as we mentioned. The other five were Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Miami. Uh, I know just from talking to his mom at one point. I know Georgia definitely had his interest. I think Tennessee was kind of the other. Whether those schools are really going to merge, I mean, I don't, I don't really see that happening. This looks like a Penn State Ohio, or Penn State Michigan. Michigan battle expect them to end up at one of those two schools but uh you know we'll we'll see if he takes some other official visits hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Sean, big, big Friday here. It's Easter weekend, of course. Happy Easter, everybody, if you're watching this early. Um, Penn State, as they've done in the past, they usually try to get guys on campus the Friday before Easter, make Saturday a little bit more relaxed, and then, of course, they, they get time with their family on Sunday. Uh, Sean, I'll throw it to you. I have about a dozen or so guys, scholarship guys, coming today, 10 of whom uh, are 2024, and out of those 10, eight of them are four-star prospects. So when you talked about four-star talent, uh, today is actually one of the best lists we've seen over the last three, four weeks. Would you say it's a good Friday for visitors? Uh, dang. Uh, yes. Okay. So nation's number one prospect by on three Dylan Stewart. Uh, he's not arrived yet by the time that we're recording this, but is expected on campus today. That's one that, you know, we've seen, we've said it a bunch. Uh, we see it going sec, maybe Ohio state as well. Um, but, uh, this is a situation where Penn state's gotta at least, you know, put themselves in the conversation, try and get him back for official visit. I, I don't think that it's going to, you know, end up with him playing here in college, but uh, strange, stranger things have happened. Dylan Stewart, very talented edge prospect from Washington, D.C., Friendship Collegiant. Uh, by the way, Penn State just offered his t- his teammate, DeAndre Cook, uh, uh, who's a defensive tackle from Friendship. They've offered Bryce Jenkins, uh, the 2025 from, from Friendship. So uh, they've offered a lot of guys on that defensive line, and uh, Stewart's the, the top one. I mean, he's he's really, really good prospect. It's He's been on campus a handful of times. I mean, he's been for games. I believe he came for a whiteout in 2021. Um, but uh, yeah, the big boys are coming for Dylan Stewart, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Everybody's in there. Uh, it would it would take a minor miracle for Penn State to land him, but they're getting him back on campus. Also, South Carolina strong in that one as well. So, uh, but we, he's the number one player in the country. We kind of got to highlight him being on campus today. Pretty important. Yeah, he has three official visits set. I'm not sure if you uh, clarify that or not, Sean. Georgia, June 2nd. Ohio State, June 16th, and then South Carolina, June 23rd. So he has obviously two more that he can set. There's only one more free weekend out of this. So let's see uh, where that goes. I I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if he took an official visit to Penn State, but I think it's pretty clear those three are well ahead of pretty much everybody else at the moment. And really, I think it's Ohio State and Georgia are are really just going to end up being the two schools there. Okay, Uh, Nick Marsh. Nick Marsh made it. Sean, how many times have we talked about Nick Marsh over six months but always have been like, well, he's committed to Michigan State. You know, probably not going to anything going to happen here. And then, boom, uh, the 6'3", 200, four-star quarterback is made it to Penn – or is expected to make it to Penn State today. Uh, he did tweet it out last night, so all, all, all signs there is that uh, he, he will be on campus. Sean, I'll throw it to you. I mean, man, I, I, is this Penn State's number one wide receiver target? We, we definitely thought that in the fall. Obviously, there's been a, there's been a, a receiver uh, coach change there. But if he's not top – if he's not number one, he's definitely top three or so. Yeah, I would say so. And by the way, how many times did we reach out to him this week trying to get him to confirm that before he tweeted <laughs> out last night? You were absolutely livid. I was asleep, but you oh, were absolutely man. livid. Um, no, Nick Marsh, one of my favorite receivers in this class. Um, a lot of ball skills. Uh, kind of like turn on the tape this morning of Noah Rogers, who signed with Ohio State last year. Uh, kind of maybe a little bit taller than Noah, but like similar prospect like i think he's a top 50 prospect um really really good player was committed to michigan state for for a long time there and kind of opened it up and has opened himself up to to a number of schools was down at auburn last weekend i believe it is um and and penn state has stayed on him uh he was taylor stubblefield's top guy i think he's right in that mix uh for marcus haggins as well 
but yeah, just a phenomenally talented player there. And I think he's really got uh, got a lot going for him as one of the best receivers in the country. Penn State's got to get him. Uh, a, I think this is the first time overall on campus, even though they've been after him for a long time. Uh, got to get him back for an official visit to have a shot in this one. Uh, but yeah, he's he's really talented. And you look around the region uh, that Penn State's playing with right now. It's not a ton, you know. There's there's some other guys that are out there. Um, some guys that are probably would be pretty good mid mid level receivers. But you're you're shooting high with the new uh, coaching staff and Nick Marsh as a name. Like once he decommitted from Michigan State, said, "Well, we're not sure if Penn State's going to actually be in the mix at the end, but they're going to make an effort because he's phenomenally talented." For sure. Last thing, one thing I'll say on Nick Marsh. Uh, he's taken three visits in 2023 so far. One was the Michigan State. He's since decommitted. The other two, Tennessee and Auburn. Sean, what do those three schools have in common? Um, NIL. Yes. NIL. They are all very, very aggressive NIL schools. So, I mean, I haven't talked to Nick about that. I don't want to, like, put that in people's heads too much. But just from the outside looking in, I I wonder how how important that is in this recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be part of the conversation. So for sure. All right. Very good. Who we got? Next? Sean, I will. Yeah, I will throw. I'll throw. Well, let's see here. There's two more really guys. I think we need to discuss Stacy Gage running back St. Thomas Aquinas out of Fort Lauderdale. Where's Stacy at on their board? It's hard for me to say. I mean, it's funny. He's at St. Thomas Aquinas now uh, home to Jordan Lyle, who I think is Penn State's number one running back target. You can make a case for one or two others. There's, there's really like kind of a top three or so, but but Jordan Lyle is absolutely up there. Stacey Gage comes out as a freshman, massive year. Was he was he with Katron that first year, Sean? I think he was. Um, I believe he with shared, shared years with two years for with Katron Allen going back okay. to twenty twenty one. Yeah, he was like on the the map as like maybe a top ten recruit, maybe a a guy that's number one recruiting or number one running back in his class. Um, went to IMG for two years. Went to Tampa Wharton for his junior year. Now it's at, at, at STA. Uh, I mean, there's. Like, I, I don't want to say he came out hot. Like, he came out really hot. You thought he was going to be every, all everything. And, you know, kind of leveled off a little bit. I think some other schools have – some of the bigger schools have backed off. Penn State's been in that relationship. He was one of the guys, actually, that came to the Outback Bowl practice down there mm-hmm. in, in Tampa uh, before Penn State played Arkansas. Um, so, like, there's talent there. It's just a matter of has he developed physically enough to keep up with with the talent there. We talk about that with, with running backs all the time. Guys get – offered and then they're you know it's a different looking prospect when they're a freshman sophomore than they are when they're a senior so very curious in the trajectory of where he stands on Penn State's board because it, it's not a guy that we've heard mentioned a ton you mentioned Lyle um, is is certainly a mainstay there Quentin Martin we kind of have as a running back slash athlete so like do we list him at, at that position or not uh, there's mm-hmm. a, a, again a ton of guys on J1 Sider's board so this is a, this is just another one to throw in the mix and he's on campus uh, on campus on Friday yeah, let me clarify. I mean, Quentin Martin, it probably should be the number one running back. I just look at Lyle as more of a true running back. But I think if you ask Cider, you ask Penn State that, they would, I mean, they they would probably tell you Quentin Martin. He's an incredibly important recruit. So, all right, I'll take the last one. Jake Guarnera, offensive lineman out of Point of Vedra Beach, Florida, coming up this weekend. I think this is Jake's third or fourth visit, I want to say. I know he camped with Penn State last summer. Got to watch him up close, work with Phil Troutwine. I actually had no idea who he was at that camp, and then I finally figured it out. Uh, really good looking prospect. The more I've learned on Jake, the more I'm very intrigued with him. And I think Penn State's in the mix more than people, more than my colleagues do. 
Now, look, look, look at his visit list. Eight trips to Florida. Obviously, I think you got to lean towards the Gators there. Uh, I would I would lean towards them as the favorite. And he has an official visit locked in. But I think Penn State's going to get an official from Jake. And I think that they're going to push for him. Now, with that said, he is an interior offensive lineman. Uh, we know offensive tackle is more important. And we know William Satterwhite, who will be up here next weekend, is really that top tier uh, interior guy. And then when you add Cooper Cousins in, who we expect to play center, you know, they really don't need three interior guys. But I, I mean, from talking to people, I do think Guarnar is high on, high enough on their board that it, it would be something they seriously consider if he wanted to commit somewhat soon. You know, we'll say in the next month or two, if you get too deep into June and, you know, this class is uh, halfway, three quarters of the way full, then, then that's a different story. But uh, certainly a guy that I think fans need to know about. I do think Penn State will get him up for an official visit. That'll get sorted out this week. But just from reading the tea leaves, I think that's something they want to do. Um, Florida State, NC State, kind of other schools in the mix. But this really feels like a, a Florida-Penn State battle to me um, coming down the stretch. Anything else, I think, Sean? I think Michigan's been in there as well. So, like, I, I think True. That a lot of schools see him as a potential center. Um, so that'll change the math a little bit when you talk about uh, what we're look, what we're looking at uh, on a, from a national perspective. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a, a guy that's that's firmly on that board. That offensive line board seems to get bigger every day. I mean, they, they've offered a ton of guys. They, they're in with a ton of guys, hosting a ton of guys. Got a couple of other ones uh, on campus this week uh, and this weekend. So, like, there's a, lot to, there's a lot of names to track. You can do that all at bluewhiteillustrated.com. You can also follow us on our social channels, follow, subscribe on the uh, YouTube platform, and uh, yeah, I think, Ryan, that's probably it. I hope everyone has a great Easter weekend. I hope you and the family have a great Easter weekend. And we'll catch you uh, on Monday for the recruiting show. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.